What's going on, Savages? Welcome to another Savage Snowflake episode with me, Jeff Leach, your host, your boy, your father, your mother, your sister, your lover, your teacher, your diligent student. And the guy comes around your house and says, shut the fuck up. You're playing that music too loud. It's three in the morning, you can't. Don't make me come back down here. That guy. That's who I am. It's good to have you back. Thank you very much for all of you who are supporting on patreon.com slash savage snowflake. If you want to donate as little as $1 a month, head over there. Show your love. Keep this bad boy going. And thank you very much, of course, to our wonderful sponsors down here. Well, no, over this side now. Look, I've got to get my cameras right. Manscaped.com, refining the gentleman. I know some of you listening right now, you're going, listen, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a real man's man. You know, I work out. I take care of myself. But I've also got a little bit too much body hair for the ladies. My girlfriend keeps pulling pubes out of her teeth every time she goes down on me stop it brother sort your life out manscape.com they've got everything you need lawnmower 2.0 trim your downstairs areas get that hirsute gentleman into a nice smooth walrus of love take that around your girlfriend's house she's going to please you i guarantee it if you use code savage at their website manscape.com you're going to get yourself 20 percent off every single order you get a free leather travel bag worth 49.99 and of course free fucking shipping Sounds good. All right. Joining me today is musician, writer, artist, and now actor as well. Gator, what's going on, brother? How are you? Man, another day, another dollar. Another day, another dollar. Another comedy podcast. You've been uh, blowing up on the comedy spot. Yeah, it's strange too, man. But uh, I guess that's just I'm in that arena now. I'm going to bring you in a little bit. You've yeah, got such yeah, a, yeah. You have, you've got, you've, I mean, if, if, if ever I had to hazard a guess as to who's the ladies' man out of the three of us here, it would 100% you because you've got the smooth voice. True, true, true. It's a very jazzy voice. It's very like. And I might just be the minority in this situation right now too. I well, might. there's two white guys here, yeah. <laughs> but you don't know. You don't know why I am. Hey, if this was summertime, I'd be very, very, very brown right now. I'm a Macedonian blooded individual. Yeah, man, you looking good out here, man. Still a white boy though, really. I like. Um, and thank you very much for confusing me with handshakes at the beginning of the podcast as well. I'm trying to keep up, mate. We got handshakes in London, where I grew up, on the estates around where I was. I could have just gave you a boring dap. No, no. I'm also happy you didn't give me a white man handshake. Do you know what I mean? Where you just kind of oh, go, yeah. oh, uh, nice to meet you. Yeah, How are yeah, you? Yeah. You were like, no, it's all right. This guy's got a little bit of flavor about him. I'll, I'll at least test the waters with him. Yeah. Um, so first of all, thank you very much for coming on, man. It's good man, to have you here. My pleasure. You've been a, a very, very busy guy lately. Yeah. Um, not only releasing, writing, recording your own music, not only touring around with your buddy Little Dicky, yeah. but now also shooting a TV show with him, right? Yeah, we're working on a show. He threw me a role. He basically just used my personality and just threw me in the mix, and I just got in there and Unbelievable. made my stamp. So he's just taking what you have to offer, as always, the white oppressor using his more talented, younger, better-looking black friend yeah, to try man. and get himself some street cred. He's a genius. Fucking dicky. I do like him. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I met him at the... Um, we went to the... not uh, No, it was a Pornhub Awards I met him at. Oh, yeah. I didn't go to that, but it looked crazy. He, he was, was out there. He was in a plastic rain jacket. <laughs> yeah. See-through rain jacket. He crazy, man. Yeah. I think, I think there's something um, rather admirable about young guys like yourselves who are fusing uh, a new approach to rap music is that fair to say i mean this is this is not how it's been done i just think past. that it's more uh vulnerability in the game okay like people are just opening up more you know just giving them the us and themselves in their truest form that's all it's just instead of just people trying to be like this artist and be like that artist it's like actually okay to just be yourself like. also new time for rap music in itself across yep. the across the board because here's the deal look when i grew up listening to tunes about this very city that i'm now living in yeah. when i used to listen to music back in the day or even about east coast rap like i used to listen to mob deep murder music that was oh, one of my man. favorite albums of all time classic yeah but it painted a picture of new york 
Like it was a very fucking gangster place to be and there was right, a lot right, of shit right. going on. And then I arrived there and all I saw was hipsters on fixie bikes riding around Bronx and Brooklyn like, hey, what's up, Gerald? How you doing? I was like, right, this right, is right. not exactly how it was sold to me in the music. It's sad to say, but you know, most of the time art is usually exaggerated. Of you course. You know what I mean? So you just got to take it for what it is. <laughs> However, though, Whereas um, who used to make uh, rappers popular back in the day was the fans. There were people that were going down to the clubs, going to the, the rap battles, do you know what I mean? Going right, right, right. On street corners, freestyling each other. So to earn your respect in, in the music game, you had to impress the local people in your area, your local right. community. Uh, and, that, and that was a very strong thing. Now with the birth of the internet, you know, over a, over a decade ago, I think that's what changed it. You've got kids now who can go... Yeah. Well, I don't relate to that because I don't live in the hoods. I don't right. know these guys. However, I heard this kid on fucking SoundCloud who produces dope beats and is rapping and, and, and it has a, has a colorful um, aesthetic and flavor. Right. And they can get behind it. Yeah, it's, it's just very easy to get things done these days. You can actually record an album in your bedroom. Like you could do anything now. It's like they make it so easy for us to put our art out there for people to really tap into. So I really love the aspect of the game, but... Only thing about the internet, it just slows down people's uh, attention span. Right. You know, that's one of the biggest things. Like, somebody could drop a hot record tomorrow, and then next thing you know, somebody else will drop a hot record, and we forgot about the one. That Absolutely. Was just, yeah, well, so that's, that's true of everything did. now, isn't it? Even politics. You know, people get very upset about something that's going on in the world, and then by the next week, we've forgotten that issue, and we're on to a new one. So yep. no one ever sees anything through. Right. Um, how did you get started then? Let's go, let's go back pre- your current state of, you know, success and, and, and working with the guys you're working with now. Let's go all the way back. When was the first day um, the gay has picked up a microphone? The first day I picked up a microphone would probably have to be probably like 2000, probably like 2008, okay. 2007, like around 2000, 2007, 2008. Yep. Right when I got out of high school, I was just working on music and... Like, I just started taking it serious because I knew, like, yo, I can't really just not go full on with this and not give it a shot. Because I always loved music. I used to rap on the party line. Mom's always playing music around the house. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, right. So it's just one of those things. It's like kind of like basketball. Like, everybody's tried it before, you know? Sure. So I just happened to get good feedback from people at school and stuff like that. Like, oh, yo, you dope. You you could be a cool rapper. So I'm like, all right, let me just try it. And then as the years went on, I just kept getting serious and serious. And that's it. Yeah, started putting in the work to match the, the passion as well. Yeah, I really started taking advantage of all the social media stuff back in the day, like MySpace, all that, when it was first Fucking popping. MySpace, mate. What yeah. happened to Tom? Yeah, what happened to Tom? Dead. He probably, He's probably dead, isn't he? He probably sold it to Mark. <laughs> probably like, sold it to Mark Zuckerberg and yeah you know what I'm saying so him. it's just like man the internet really helped uh, help me though for real because I connected with a lot of people earlier in my career you know before they blew up does so, it change the way that you approach the music making process now that you know you know it is such an intransigent thing like it's not going to last for any period of longevity that yeah. the initial hype you want to know what's so crazy how it changed my process like I went from taking advantage of the internet and right. putting out music so, so fast and just like, yo, we got to do this. We got to do that. Like, we got to put it out. It's the internet. Like, nobody can say no. Like, we just put it out. But as the years went on, like I said, the internet could be our biggest downfall. So I use it more strategically now. I put out music more in a timely fashion. I'm not in a rush no more. Like, I'm in a comfort zone now as far as putting out music. I don't just rush and just record anything. I have to really feel it, you know? You're and also I'm, in a quite fortunate position now that you have a fan base. 
Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? When you've got a fan base who are interested in what you're doing, they'd rather you spend a little more time to produce the best version of the, right. the new track or the, or right, the EP right, right. or album or whatever you're putting together, a mixtape, yeah. um, before it drops. Whereas when you're still trying to make it out there, you're just throwing stuff at the wall to see exactly. what sticks. Exactly, yeah, know? yeah. See, so I'm just a little bit more patient now, basically, just taking my time. That's one of the biggest things that I learned from Lil Dicky is just like, we're not in a rush to be great. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We can really just take our times and master our craft. So that's how I use the internet. I use it at my time. I'm not like on the internet seeing people like, oh, he dropped something today. I got to drop something tomorrow. Like, nah, I'm not working like that. Yeah. You've also got quite uh, an eloquence about you that suggests to me that there were other interests outside of, you know, the rap game yeah. beforehand. What were, If you, let's, let's uh, create a little dimension here where you're not a rapper, never went into the music industry. What could you imagine yourself being content doing on a day? I would basis? definitely be in the tech world. You know Fuck what I'm yeah. saying? Hands on with some type of hardware that's going to enhance the skills that I'm uh, putting to use. Like if I'm doing some type of editing or if I'm uh, recording or putting together some type of computer to better myself. I usually use the computer, though, not just for music. I usually use it mainly for research. Sure, you know? sure. Like I always get my information up because I always want to know what I'm talking about and I'll still be in the fashion world too. I okay. Be, yeah, if I was in the music, I would definitely be in the uh, fashion world, like marketing, selling, or either enhancing somebody's brand or creating my own brand. But well, I love, you're already doing that, right? Yeah, you got your own blunt raps yeah, and all sorts. Yeah, I got my blunts on faces. I would be in the yeah. cannab- I would be in the cannabis world too, you know, because that just ties in with fashion, music, and everything. So if I was in the music, I would definitely be in the fashion world, tech world, in the cannabis world. I would just basically be hustling, man. Technically, technically, we're all in the cannabis world a little bit, aren't we? Yeah. I feel like, you know. But this is the thing, though. Are you in it as a consumer or are you putting out a product? Actually, are you I'm the in, buyer I'm, or I'm you the dealer? I'm in the cannabis world as a consumer. And, <laughs> yeah, I, and, I, and I would like to think I'm a I'm a very, you know, astute consumer of marijuana. Yeah, but marijuana. see, that's the thing. I put in the time and the energy. However, I've also got a CBD business. Oh, see, there we go. So I'm also now, yeah, and we you just started that. There we go. Yeah, because so. there's money. Yeah. Big money to be made in There we world. go. That's what it's all about. That's one thing my brand is about is grinding every day, getting every dollar, and getting educated daily. GED, so... That's all I'm about is just seeking information. Like, I don't never pray for money. I pray for opportunities and I pray for information. I don't never really just say, yo, I want to be rich and famous because a lot of people pray and want all these things, but they don't really, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Know what they really want out of it. Tell me about uh, about growing up. You were a South Central boy? Yeah, South Central LA. Okay. And did you have uh, did you have like a, a a more working class upbringing like myself, or was it was it you know were your family doing al- already doing pretty well when you were when you were coming up? I would say we were in between high class and low class, so middle class. Yeah, like yeah, my yeah. mom and my sister always kept a, a decent job, a good job, or however you want to say, to make sure that they were able to provide for me um, opportunities to play basketball, stay out of the streets. I played t-ball, football. Like, I had a cool upbringing. My mom and them made sure that they kept me out of trouble, made sure I was focused. That's how I got into the computers early, because I would always stay inside the house and just be watching wrestling and be on the computers, because I knew outside the gang activities was going on. Sure. So I would just be um, in the house, mom stays, go out on the weekends, play basketball, go get my little tennis shoes, come back home. That's it. I had a real nice, good, like, smooth, like, I wouldn't even say well, smooth. that's the same as Dickie as well a little bit, isn't it? Is, is that, did that, was that like a bonding experience for you guys going, look, we're both into this genre of music that is uh, so associated with street life and with, you know, the girl or something like that. I think that might be, you got to move your car, mate. Unbelievable. Yeah, he might, right. might give you a knock. Um, it, it's, even though it's associated around that world, you also clearly have, 
you know, uh, have had a, a lifestyle that, that isn't necessarily that world. And, and that's the same with Dickie. Did you find that as a, hey, we, we, got, have, we got some we, overlap we, here. I would just say me and him, we didn't have a similar lifestyle at all. I just say we I mean, had. He's a white Jewish guy, so we yeah. We just had, we had, we had. <laughs> you never did a bar mitzvah, now. No, nah, never. We nah. just had similar support systems. You know what right. I'm saying? Like his family was behind him. I'm sure, and they believed in him, and they helped him get to where he's at, and always pushed him, just like my family, you know. But oh, I definitely know we didn't have the same like beliefs and all that. But we have support systems, and we have ambition. That's what makes our stories probably similar. We both believe in something. You're aligned because you're running those yeah. parallel things of like you know just working and hustling hard yeah. to make your but success I, I, happen. I never uh, regret my uh, the way I was raised. The way I was raised, like no father. I didn't grow up with a a father in my household. Right. You know, I had my mom and my sister. So my mom and my sister, they basically were both like my dad's and my mom. So that's how I was brought up, man. Yeah, was, I was terrified of my mom growing up as well. She, oh, was, yeah. she was the disciplinarian at home, yeah. really. Like dad would come through every now and then with a backhand. Huh. But like it was more threatening when it was mom. Yeah, because mom's is really... Gonna, Smaller hands. Yeah, mom's is really going to put in action to make you really feel it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you fuck know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, she'd wind up for it. Yeah. My dad wouldn't have to. So. <laughs> and his tea is good, by the way, man. Thank you very much. I like to uh, give a cup of tea to all the guests because I feel like it puts you into the, the zone of a British interview. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, man. I'm relaxed yeah. right now. Got terrible teeth. Got a cup of tea. <laughs> man, what more could chilling. you want, dude? I'm going to cook fish and chips for us afterwards. It's going to be perfect. Man, that would be lit. <laughs> I wish that, that was an option. Now I feel bad. I'm going to let you down, but... Um, but you obviously have the aesthetic still of, you know, what that goes in line with the kind of music that you make, you know, right. the facial tattoos and stuff like that. The clothing is very, it's very modern. It's very, uh, it's very uh, hip hop, rap music associated. Did that come once you started making that kind of music or was this, was the aesthetic already there? And then, you know, that was more just like a cultural thing in the, the area you grew up. Besides the dreadlocks and everything, the tattoos and everything I had was already there before I even like got to this level like I already so you were a rock and roll kid you were yeah. a good kid but you were a rock and roll yeah, kid yeah like, like I was on tour with Fall Out Boy and Gym Class Heroes earlier in my career so I was right, right, always right. around the rock world and like wearing the tight pants and all that like I was never afraid to to try to be something different you know especially when I was in that world you know yeah. like the whole pop emo world I was like really in that field with Panic of the Disco Plain White Tees like Warp tour, so I got to see a different side, so that's probably why I have all the tattoos and everything. But I was already like this before I got to the point to where I'm at now, yeah. I, and the reason why people these days they follow a lot of trends just to be trendy and everything. But I was tattooed like before I even got to this level, and the reason why I got tattooed like this because I wanted to put the pressure on myself to make it, right? That's yeah, why yeah, I yeah. really did it, you know. I didn't do it because hey, he got a tattoo, like no, nah, I did it because. A lot of stuff on me is what I went through, what I was believing in at the moment, and just to really make it, you know? Same with me. You can't see that I have any, but I've got about 14, 15 tattoos, big, large pieces up my legs and stuff inside my face and see, all you my did it the See, you did it the smart way, man, so you could go fill out that but job you know application nah, just in nah, case. I did it because of acting. That's why. Oh, acting, so, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, if, more if roles. I had just been in, but I was yeah. DJing and producing music years and years and years ago, Right. so I was still like, yeah, I'm rock and roll, but I was like, but I don't want to be too rock and roll that I don't get a fucking job in the acting world. Do you know right, what I mean? Right, so right, I kept right. them all hidden. I think about that too now that I'm acting like, man, what if I got to get some stuff lasered off for a check just to get this role? Like These days, man, with makeup, they can cover anything. Do you know yeah. what I mean? But that's another reason why too that I really got tattoos because I wanted to like 
be myself and not change for nobody. I wanted to like go against the grain, you know. What are some of the stories that we got here? What what what, what immediately because I see that you got pray on. Is this pray on there? Yeah, and this one says just just pray, just pray, and then are you like one, are you a religious dude? I'm not religious. I'm just uh, spiritual. Okay, you know, even more so after I went to Israel last year. But um, I got a lot of tattoos. Like this one right here. Say, well, hang on a second. What you what, what brought you out to Israel? Music or just to travel and go and see working with my boy? Okay. You know what I'm saying? Oh, of I'm, course. I, I'm JBA Jewish <laughs> by, Jewish by association. Okay. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Lil Dicky had a concert in Israel, and you know I was blessed he went enough out there and for fortunate his, enough um, to be there. What's it called? The uh, birthright. <laughs> went out there to go and meet a gorgeous girl from the Israeli army and bring her back and marry her or something like that. Yeah, man. It was fun out there too, though, man. Shout out to Israel, Jerusalem, Tel Aviv. It was popping out there, man. I think a lot of people forget that Israel is, uh, or at least Tel Aviv, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nothing like the rest of Israel. Oh, yeah, it's not. It's an incredibly progressive city. It is, man. Tel Aviv is just strictly for the tourists. It's like South Beach, damn near, like... The Mediterranean Sea's right there. The sun's glistening. They got food everywhere. Like, it's just, like, really a great tourist spot. Did you fall in love with any Gal Gadot-looking Israeli women? Yeah, I met a couple Kim K's out there, man. I I met some girls out there that look hot. Yeah? Real hot. You know what I'm saying? Real hot. (laughs) That's got to be a... I mean, look. That's got... Without you... I know you know nothing about me, but um, when I was a younger man on TV in England, you know, it was quite a promiscuous... I was a whore. I was a whore. Real whore. Uh, Real whore. I did a man doc- whore. I did it exactly. I did a documentary about it, you know, about like um trying to revisit as many of the sort of six, seven hundred lovers that I'd had, you know, all the girls and and it was um it's tiring. But when you get a little when you get the fame that you have and the success you have, it's it's quite uh tempting to go, Well, all these hot women are throwing themselves at yeah. me. But in the height of social climate right now as well, you got to be a little careful, right? About yeah, you. man. Girls are crazy. The world is crazy. Like people will screenshot you, take pictures of you, try to sell you, whatever. Just do. People are so like horny for like attention and clout. It's ridiculous. And but it's how like, how do you balance the you know the male urges of going? Well, you know, I'm a successful rapper now, and there's this really hot I don't girl who really wants to like, suck my dick in this elevator. But on the same side, I don't want to, someone to take a photo of that and it end up on the internet. I definitely have taken advantage of the position that I'm in, just running through girls and stuff. You just really got to be uh, cautious, you know, and really just think about who you're dealing with, you know. Mm. And there's always a situation to where I realize the difference between a fan and a groupie. You know what I mean? Right. Like a fan is somebody who's about you, you know, okay. somebody who's into you and what you got going on and your brand and all that a groupie is about whoever you know what I'm saying yeah so, yeah yeah fame they're yeah, just they're, exactly. they're a fan of fame you know fame. what I'm saying so you got fans you got fans with plans and then you got groupies who just you know hop around from city to city band to band but what about love though man what about love is there room for love definitely room for love because there's a lot of people that been supporting me and been down with me before I even got to this point so I'm always gonna love those people and cherish those relationships and then there's the people that I meet along the way that you know uh happen to love or, you know, really care about, you know what I'm saying? So there's always room for that because that's what we were put here to do on this earth. I like how to, non-committal an answer that was. Like, yeah, yeah, there's room for me loving uh, yeah. multiple women at all times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's what we was here for, man. Like, the higher power put us here for each other, man. So you it got to be room young, for that. Right? Well, you're young enough to get the erection. You might as well put it to use. Yeah, man. I ain't trying to be on site. Uh, was it Viagra? Uh, Brock, the yeah, and all yeah. That. but dude, hey, listen, you're an entrepreneur. When you get old enough that you can't get up anymore, you just got to get a sponsorship deal with Hims or oh. Viagra or some shit, make some money and get more pussy. That would be crazy, man. 
That would be crazy. Are you a fan of comedy before you started? Um, I hasten to add, like those are the listeners who've, who've never heard like Little Dickie's music, for instance, or uh-huh. your music. Um, your music is is serious. It's not it's not comical. The, the oh, tracks I see online, nah. you're not you're not doing the the comedy rap that Dickie does. Hell no, nah. ain't shit funny about growing up hard and you know what I'm saying, doing like crazy shit for money or different experiences. Like, sure, you know what I'm saying. That's why even I said. his music, even though it's like. There's a, a comical lyrics, you know. There's there's humor to to the yeah. to the to the writing. Yeah. The the you know the beats are always incredibly well produced. Right. The art that you you both put out is always you know well directed, well produced, well written. Right. Um, how do you how do you maintain uh, your passion for working with someone like that, but then also go? But I also want to make sure that I'm not like seen as yeah a comedy character. You know he, what I mean? I don't think I could ever be like in his lane because that's just him naturally like sure i'm not about to you know be that comfortable saying certain things you know so that's what makes little dicky little dicky me more so like i'm gonna say some shit like i like lobster pizza and badass bitches and shit like that there like, you go. i'm rapping about stuff that i'm indulged in like little dicky he's in a whole nother world he's like have you like, ever thought about <laughs> sucking off a dude when you've been in an airplane that's <laughs> like <So>. man <laughs> <laughs> that's what i'm saying like we could never really be uh exactly alike that's what makes us so great together because we're just like totally opposite like it's crazy tell me about how that relationship um came about then i, I believe you were you were working um with a different artist and you had a, a management who was was aware of him and he yeah. was looking for a hype man for a tour yep his name is uh anthony martini that's the guy that was uh working with both of us and i had a great relationship with anthony martini like i've known him ever since i've been in the business and he had an opportunity to where I could be on tour and, you know, be performing again and working with a major artist. So he told me, like, yo, I got this artist named Lil Dicky. I want you to meet him. Mm-hmm. He's a great rapper. I'm like, for sure, let me check out them bars. So we went down to the office and I met Lil Dicky. And at first he didn't like me, you know. Oh, really? Yeah, he didn't like me at first. I was over the top, obnoxious. obnoxious. I came in there with, like, a little fake personal assistant. You know what I'm saying? I'm just gandering. I had, like, a little cameraman with me who was my homie just making me. Hype, you know what I I'm saying? Making me, I yeah. understand, yeah, yeah. So you were doing it the way you thought you had to do it, yeah, to gain the respect of you know someone who's exactly who's but making music. When it's all said and done, it worked out perfectly because me going in there like that, him not liking me at first, it's all great content for what we're doing now. Absolutely, you know what I'm saying. So it's also really dope. feels like. Look, can I just say that I think it's quite unique when you. I watch a lot of interviews with rappers. You know, I watch a lot of No Jumper content. Right, right, you know, right. And a lot of, you know, Sway interviews and stuff like right. that. Um, and there's so much fucking... I, I, I feel like being a rapper and playing a rapper, it must be so fucking tiring all the time. Do you know what I mean? Having to keep up that front, like I'm tough all the time. Yeah. And I'm fucking saying anything. Like, how tiring is that? To be able to drop that at a certain point and go, oh, okay. Yeah, I did come in here with a, a guy to sort of be my hype, my guy, and a camera guy to make myself look a bit more, you know, like a bit yeah, more. Yeah, exactly. See, but- that's the thing. Like, that's why I love Dicky so much because it frees me up from that that area that you're talking about, that space of always trying to be cool or always trying to be tough. I could really Keeping just... Keeping up appearances. Yeah, like I could really just be myself and just chill and like really not worry too much, you know? Like, that's why I love Dicky so much because he just gives me that comfort zone of just like, yo, you can like relax, bro, like... All that other extra shit ain't, it's not important. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The simple things are important, like, you know, learning, growing, progressing, setting goals, taking your time. You know what I'm saying? That's way more valuable than 
putting on an image or being cool. You know what I'm saying? It so. sounds like outside of um, outside of the creative music making inside of the relationship uh, and the friendship, you've also kind of got uh, you share a little wisdom with each other. You've, you seem to have developed oh, yeah. each other. As people, he teach you know. me so much about life and finances and how to do certain things in the business. And me more so, I bring him back into the reality of like, yo, it's okay to just walk up to that girl and tell her she's cute. You know right, what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I yeah, give yeah, him yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? Just the down to earth moments. Give him a little pointers on swag. Yeah, you know and what I'm saying? He gives you the pointers on uh, maybe maybe the the vulnerability that you mentioned earlier on. Yeah, yeah about opening okay up and yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what I like about him, man. We just bounce off each other like Larry David and JB Smooth. <laughs> like, <laughs> I could uh, <laughs> see you guys in your own version of Curb Your Enthusiasm, but it's like a whole... Is that what the FX series is going to end up being? Almost like this self-aware comedy setup, but about, you know, but, but it was set in, in, in the re- realities of what your day-to-day existence is as, as two you know, It's going to be artists. awesome. It's going to be nothing less than awesome. That's all I can say, man. Oh, you're not allowed to give anything away. You yeah, sign an NDA. Really, yeah, but it's going to be dope, though. It's going to be real dope. Like, we got a lot of great people behind it. I'm mm-hmm. very excited. This is, like, one of the biggest opportunities in my life, and I'm thankful, and it's going to be real fun, and I can't wait for you all to check it out. How did you enjoy the... Uh Because this was your first major foray into acting outside of making your own videos and stuff like that. Right. How did you uh, find that challenge of going, oh, now I'm I'm playing me, but I'm playing an exaggerated version of me? Exactly. That's the thing. Like, it's not hard to do, but with all the cameras and everything, and then the takes and the do-over and the, the right amount of emotion. Trying to have sex with a co-star. Yeah, it's a lot, man. But I really think for my first, uh, I wouldn't say big break, but yeah, big break. Big acting debut. Yeah, big acting debut. I would like to say this. I, I got off easy, you know, because I get to just be myself, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. And that's what the network and that's what Dave wants out of me, just to be myself all the times. Not even worry about the script so much because once you know the script, you can always uh, alter lines and stuff like that. So that's just what I'm really focusing on is just being myself at all times and just having fun, man. You know what's um, what's interesting? Because you're clearly, you know, you're you're. I, I don't actually don't, I don't know your exact age, but... I'm 35. You seem like a younger man than me. Like, but, yeah, I'm, but, I'm a little bit younger than you. Yeah, couple couple you, years younger. So you're we're young men. <laughs> yeah, we're young men. But we're also not kids. We're not yep. fucking. You know, got this little is wisdom the way, this little. the best way to say it. We young OGs, man. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm original gentleman. That's, That's what I'm saying, man. <laughs> but you, um, there, there's been this. I feel like as as a as an avid lover of you know hip hop music and rap music across the boards. Uh, or urban music, I guess. Music made by black people. Let's just call it what it is, right? And hey. then a lot of white people have appropriated. But as a long-time lover of that, I felt this disconnect between modern rap music and especially when we get into like, like mumble rap and stuff like that right. and the and the OGs of rap music. Do you know what I mean? I know that 50 and, and Snoop were always taking pot shots at the new, new, new up-and-comers. Oh. Whereas you seem to almost straddle both worlds because the aesthetic... And the energy and the skinnier trousers and all that—that right. that would all be associated with this new wave of of artists. And yet, you don't carry yourself with that desperate, childish like, "Oh, look at me, I'm tough." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm fucking, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. And uh, without naming names, I'm certainly not going to. No, I know kick exactly what you're talking about. Beef, but you know, there's a, there's a, there's enough artists that are constantly talking about how they're. Oh, you know, I'm fucking gratata this and I'm yeah, fucking, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, coming on this bitch's face and doing coke off that girl's titties and blah 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 blah. We get it. You're a rapper. Right. But if there's no substance behind that, you seem to almost straddle these two worlds where the way you talk 
and the way you, uh, you know, the eloquence with which you explain your vulnerabilities, your right. embracing of your insecurities, the, the fact that you're learning and becoming, developing as a human being. And yet the aesthetic is incredibly youthful and would be, you, you'd fit onto any stage with any of the, the modern day rappers as well. Right, right, right. Is that a difficult position to be in? Nah, because I'm in, I'm in tune with, the, number one, the business. Then mm. I'm in tune with the culture of hip hop. And then I'm also like from the West Coast. So I'm from a very trendy place like L.A., you know what I mean? Sure, sure, sure. So as I know about all the trends. I know about what's cool, what's not cool. But for the most part, I don't focus on the the modern day. You know what I mean? Like, right, yeah. I focus on... Your thing. Yeah, me and longevity. You know what I'm saying? Because mm. like you said, the hip hop and the stuff that you were mentioning as far as like how the game has changed, for example, like the 80s and the 90s. I don't want to lose that. You know what I mean? Like I always, I mean, look, those always artists, digging the crates. Those artists as well, they're still selling records. They're still That's around. What I'm They'll be on the hip hop hall of fame as the legends of the, of, the, of the art the art form. That's what Whereas I'm saying. Whereas a lot of the That's why I can't lose myself because the I'm little, still paying homage to those people. Or, you know, little there were bull sacks of the world, the you know. Originators. That's why I would never be able to lose sight of being my true self because original hip hop and being yourself is what um, breaks barriers. Do you think one of those, I, I, he, as much as I know there are, it's making their own music and there's a place for it. The the lyricism of a lot of the youngest rappers, and I'm not trying to catch you out to get you to say something about, you mm. know, shit, shitting on someone's art, but I'm talking in very general terms now. There's particular artists that I look at and I'll bump their fucking music in the car because the production of the beats is so good. You know, like right, the right, tunes right. are amazing. The lyricism makes me laugh like some of the lyrics make me fucking laugh because and they're trying to be serious and cool but the yeah. lyrics are just it's crazy right yeah <laughs> yeah it's crazy um there's almost more well this, I, I guess i'm making a statement but i also want to know your opinions on it i feel like there's almost more uh um validation uh experience wisdom in the actual lyricism by artists like Little Dicky, who makes comedy music, right, or right, music right. that has comical intent, then some of the newer artists, the brand oh. new artists, who are writing what they think are serious rap yeah. songs, but they're basically just going... See, you know, this right here, my opinion on that, you got people that are not trying to sound cool. For example, Little Dicky. You know what I'm saying? That's why it's so cool and so funny, because he's like not trying to sound cool yeah. at all. And then you got these other artists who are trying to sound cool, saying a bunch of stuff that you think... That the it world fit, it wants. fits, yeah, the, it fits and it's the, like, dude, well, it's because they're making music for kids. Exactly, and kids go, "What do you want? What what, what, do, what do rappers do? Oh, well, they shoot guns and they exactly. snort coke and they drink, that's, you know, sip pop yeah. and then they and they." That's fuck why girls. I don't, I don't really respect that, man. That's why I like the older uh, stages and era of hip hop because back in the day, it was cool to like get money off of drugs. Now it's like in the music, people are like using drugs. Well, originally, <laughs> like people were selling we drugs way back. When we're talk, I'm talking like White Lines, tracks like White Lines, it was about get these drugs out of our fucking ghetto, get these drugs out of our community. That's what I'm Don't saying. Don't do that. You know, back in the day when people used to rap like a this and rap oh, like yeah. that. Like, you know what I mean? It was like, it was like the game has changed, man. Don't do this now. Yeah, and then it went through a phase of having to be very, very gangster, very much about the you know about the clout you carry yourself with, and the the violence, the drugs, the guns. Now it's almost gone comical. It's like if you just say the same line twelve times, but you put a weird spin on it, and the video is you know yeah. whatever something ridiculous. Well, we we definitely need what's going on right now. As far as you said, like people being funny with the music, man, we need that, man. A lot of people are just you know 
doing a bunch of senseless things. Uh, rest in peace to the people in Virginia Beach that just died and all the tragedies across the world. You know, like we need something to uplift oh, in this our- country on a daily fucking basis, man. Yeah, yeah, like we need something to uplift our spirits out here in America, man. So you think it's, it's, there's a place for that kind of music because it actually takes you out of your head for a minute. Yeah, for sure. That's why I believe people love Dickie so much because he gives you that funniness, you know? He gives you that- that sure. space to where you can go and be like, all right, it's not so serious right now. I can like actually laugh out loud and, you know, be cool. Now, when you kicked off, I heard when you first started, you were, you know, selling mix albums out here in LA with, uh, with what was it, with Tiger? Tiger, Tiger yeah. Yeah, you, you guys were, you kicked off together as well, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I worked with him for like 10 years, me, him, and uh, Schoolboy Q. We had like a- Schoolboy Q as well? Yeah, that's nice. my boy, man. Oh, like, wow. Fuck, so, so you, you, you've been doing this for a little while, man. Yeah, you know? I got a pretty uh, impressive resume, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm just more so just- At the top of it, it says modesty as yeah, well. That's I'm just trying to <laughs> capitalize and use that resume to my advantage. That's all. But yeah, we just was out here just grinding every day, man. Like living up to our brand and just recording music and just pumping it out there. And we used to hit Melrose, one of the hottest spots in uh, L.A. to for music and fashion, a very trendy sure, area. Sure, sure, sure. So we out there and we meet somebody. We pass the mixtape along, and the person that we met was Travis McCoy from okay. Gym, from Gym Class Heroes. Yeah. And we stayed in contact with him for a few months, and he took Tiger on tour, and then Tiger came back, took me on tour. Bam, and now I'm here. That's it, man. Everyone <laughs> yeah. blowing up. I like that passing along as well of the success. I don't know how much you know about comedy, but look, the guys that you've already talked with and hung out with, like the, you know, um, you know, Cheeto Santino and, and yeah. that whole crew that he's friends with, like the Chris D'Elia, Brian yeah. Cannon, like, you know, these guys are working together. They, they're right, almost right, like right. a hip hop crew mm -hmm. where they kind of go, look, I'll put you in my fucking film and then you come and direct my special and then I'm going to stick you on my podcast. Yeah, that's that's one thing you got to do in this game is share the ladder. You know what I'm saying? You got to be around people that you wouldn't mind uh, being successful with or around. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I love about people just always networking. Like how you, you let Fame me, and success are very you know boring saying? if you've got no one to ex share those experiences with as well. Exactly, man. That's why I respect you and uh, I really appreciate you having me here because you're sharing your platform with me and that that's what the industry is about. Such a charming gentleman. Look at that. I'm going to put a picture of you on my fridge. I'm going <laughs> to add it to the family photo. It's going to be great. Um, I think there's also, um, you know, in, 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 in rap music as well, the, the people that seem to really blow up for longevity are the people who go I want to work with other talented artists right. I want to be a collaborative artist and um, like I say the ones who are hot for a minute because they got beef with each other every right. every day there's a new beef what, what yeah. do you think what's your take on rap beef seems every week there's a new I hate this person so and so is shooting at this person to be honest with you I think the rap beef is great for music if we keep it musical but right. once it's uh Goes beyond the music. That's yeah. when it's like, bro, chill. Like you just talked about this dude's mother, his father. You talking about his kid? Like, come on, you crossing a lot of lines here. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. But though, it's sad though that the way the world is. There's really no rules, man. You really can like just do anything. Like the way people like talk shit and beef is like, damn, y'all will take it that far, huh? <laughs> like, you, but this is the thing. Do you think though that that the the beefing is? I think born it's horrible. Yeah, and it's I think also it's horrible, man. Born, beef, uh, beef sucks, man. Born out of insecurities as well. Yeah, man. It just, it just sucks. It's just bad for the world, you know. Just that type of energy. That whole "I hate you, you hate me." It's just bad, you know. I mean, talking about collaborative efforts. Obviously, you've already worked with a number of great artists. Let's uh, let's skip ahead. You know, another year or so. You know, a, a new release from you, a new album from you. Um, if you had to, if you could. And money wasn't an issue. Time wasn't an issue. You know, schedules weren't an issue. If you had to pick maybe two or three of your favorite artists ever 
and I went, let's remove little Dicky from that list because you've already you know you already worked with him. Who would be your kind of artist that you would, in a in a perfect world, be able to work with? I would love to work with feature them on your songs. You know that kind of thing. Anthony Hamilton, he's a dope singer. I don't know him. Yeah, check him out, man. Anthony Hamilton, he's a great, great singer, man. He what kind of music does he? Amazing voice, like R and B and soul. Okay. Um, I would love to work. I bet with, my girl knows him. Yeah. I would love to work with Lady Gaga. Yeah, Gaga. Yeah, she always doing crazy numbers. It'll be dope to like just have a record with her, just to say like, yo, I got a song with Lady Gaga. If you got to like, you know, if go out and hang out with her or tour with her and stuff like that, that'd be pretty cool as well. Because she's got um, she goes to fuck clubs in like Berlin. Oh wow! <laughs> I had a good friend. I interviewed her years ago for Virgin uh, Music, and um, and uh, she was very cool and very flirtatious and very wonderful. And then uh, my friend, who's a good mate of her, said he went out with her in Berlin, and she took him down to one of those clubs and yeah, they just watch people fuck and she was Damn. like, yeah, so she'd be, that's like so next level. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> that's Gaga, isn't let it? me see. Another person probably would be like, it would be dope if I could bring him back, but Bob Marley would be tight to have on the record. Oh yeah? Yeah, Bob Marley would be tight. I don't really have too many. I think that's a man who could outsmoke you as well though, right? Yeah, for sure. That's, a, that's one reason why I want to do work with him, man. You ever smoke with Snoop? Nah, I never smoked with Snoop. I smoked some of Snoop's weed, though, but I never smoked with him. Yeah. <laughs> My buddy Matt Richards um, produces his TV shows. You know, that's Snoop and Martha, and he's, he's worked on a few projects with him now. Oh, yeah, that's he, actually, sorry, he, he doesn't produce it. Apologies. He writes He writes oh, yeah. Snoop and stuff. And, that's tight, man. And, uh, and once he likes you, you call him uncle, apparently. Everyone calls him uncle, Uncle Snoop, you know? Yep. And so he said he... Uh, My boy Matt... We smoke a lot of weed together, and I always thought we were both pretty good at it. He said he went out and smoked Oh, damn, with I wish I would have brought my weed. I didn't and know this was a 420-friendly environment. It is, it is. It's all right. I've only got, like, I've got loads of edibles. We'll fill you up with edibles before you go, so you spend the rest of the afternoon floating. Oh, but, wow. But uh, they fucking, um, he said he smoked him, like, he's never seen someone smoke that amount of weed in such a short period of time, and he got him... This is my buddy Matt. You know, like I say, yeah, he said a short period of time. Oh, he said just just after just a few hours of hanging out with him. He said he was so comatose. Yeah, that's it's, crazy. It's kind of it's a beautiful thing, isn't it, marijuana? Yeah, it is, man. It's lovely, man. I had a crazy like celebrity weed experience. I remember one time I was like on tour with Lil Wayne, like uh, I was hanging with Tiger or whatever in that era, and um, I smoked fifty two blunts in one day with Weezy. 52 yeah he had a bag like ziploc bag just full of blunts and i just remember i'm like dude i'm smoking with the world's best rapper right now like i gotta keep track of how many blunts i'm smoking yeah so i like i like kept track and then like by the time i fell asleep it was probably like two in the morning i was like at 52 or 50 something like that yeah that's ridiculous it's crazy man like a lot of people how did you do anything man i was just smoking like just that's that's literally what you spent the whole day that was the job for the day yeah we were just smoking riding you know just yeah, I couldn't Being do, on uh, tour. I think I think like the most I've ever smoked is sort of seven or eight blunts in a day, and I and that had me pretty fucking laid out. Yeah, that shit. Will maybe have you. maybe his weed's just not as potent. Nah, he was smoking that. I'm trying to man. find reasons. I'm trying to find excuses for why he weren't fucking on the floor. If I smoked 52 blunts in a day, I'm pretty sure I'd shit my own pants. I think it would get to that stage. Oh, There's no yeah. way your body would just give up. But you all, everybody, we got to know our levels these days, our tolerance levels, you know, so. Yeah, I mean, you've just, you've just, you've just, uh, at least from a cannonball 
point of view, you've you've emasculated, emasculated me immensely today. I'm going to try it. I, I, one day I'll smoke 52 blunts, and then I'm going to send a video over to you guys, and you can you can have a look and see what you think. That's what I'm saying. But we if I'm there. crying and rocking back and forth, that's your fault, and you have to know that. Huh? <laughs> we so got to go to the Netherlands, man. Amsterdam, blow some butt out there. Well, I was going to say you've you've traveled the world a little bit now. You've been to various different continents, countries. I've been to Manchester. In. Yeah. What do you think of Manchester? What do you think of the UK? Man, I love it out there, man. I love the double decker buses. I love this. <laughs> I love this, that. The, I'm that's just saying. Dude, no, you no, it's good. I just love that. That's where you go to. Not like not the fact that we're a nation of binge drinkers and women over there love to fuck on the first night. You're like uh, the buses, just incredible. Just, yeah, the I, I I just like the the vibe, like how the buildings out there just look so important. We have a lot of great architecture. Yeah, like I'm saying, like great everything museums, out there just looks like it know, holds so much value. You know what I mean? Like that's because we got history out there, man. Even in London, like the what's the name of that clock? The Big Ben. Yeah, like just we don't got that type of stuff in America. Only great monumental places that we got are probably like all shitty, like the White House and well, like, like the uh, Mount Rushmore. That's, yeah. that's that's pretty impressive. Yeah, but. <laughs> Uh, not into it yeah it's I don't just, like to get too political just a chisel and a hammer isn't it it's a chisel oh you don't want to get too political yeah I mean it's well it's hard not to be these, this day it is age. hard not to but let's just say man hey both parties man wish us the best man Democrats Republicans I just hope we all get it together y'all oh that's very kind and very sweet of you I'd say that uh, both parties are fucked right now and everyone's a lunatic. That's why, you know, I'm a savage snowflake. That's the whole point of the podcast, right? Savage snowflake. Yeah. I'm liberal-minded, democratic-leaning, left-wing guy. I want to yeah. see the equality of all people, you know, and I like yeah. to go towards that. I just hope However, we all get it. I just wish us all the best because I got to do business with both and I got to be around You got to sell some parties. records in the South. That's what you're saying. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can't be too harsh on people who like to fuck their own cousins because man. they buy records too. I'm just saying, man. <laughs> you gotta be, you gotta be marketable. You gotta be sellable. Don't want to, you know, just peace, peace be unto us all. What, your business acumen it knows no bounds, my friends, and uh, and I'm very impressed by that. I'm a little bit more straight up about what I hate. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, but you know what? That, that politics f- feeds into everything now, even into into rap music. You know, yeah. you've got Eminem jumping on and uh, and doing diss tracks for you know for Trump and yeah, stuff. Yeah, like, like YG making fuck Trump songs. And yeah, name it his tour, fuck Trump, and all that. Like, <laughs> which I think is hilarious and brilliant, but also you know, it is you know. But like I said, man, I'm just so focused on being the best person I can be like my mom always told me this if you ain't got nothing nice to say don't say nothing at all so, tell me about your mom what did she do what, how, what was it what was what was uh what was growing up at home like it was good man mom, I know you had a nice upbringing yeah, sorry but what, 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 what did she do what was she mom's always supportive she was always trendy always uh in the fashion world like my mom she still works in the fashion world okay. right now all right so you that's know? where you got your fashion interest from yeah my mom and my sister they really low-key taught me everything I know to be honest with you but uh, my mom, she was a good mom, man. She when she get mad, she get mad though. I just hate when my mom and my sister double team me. <laughs> like when it's them two. Pun both not them. intended. That was definitely that was a different turn of phrase. He didn't mean. Oh yeah. Just want to clarify. <laughs> oh, um, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. I think I, I, I like even though, you know my father was around, but he yeah. was he was at work all day, and then when he came home, he'd come home. We'd be scared he was coming home because the house had to be spotless, and then he'd shout a bit, eat some yeah. dinner, and then go to bed. You know what I mean? Or listen to music and drink. And like so, so my mum was the. It was my mum and my sister, older sister, were very much my, um, uh, my guides through life. Do you think that your 
your ability to to understand your own vulnerabilities, to be honest and open about them, does that come because you had female influence from a young age? That that was your strongest influence? Was these strong women around you? Yeah, definitely. Um, it made me make better decisions, you know? Mm. It made me think more. Because a man, most of the time, is going to react in the moment of things, you know? Sure, we're a bit more primal and animalistic in yeah, our approach you know what I mean? to things, you know? Like, my mom and them made me realize it's okay to step back and walk away from stuff, you know? Be the bigger person. Yeah. Like, I learned stuff like that from my moms and, like, you know, just take your time out and think about the consequences. I keep looking at that. Yeah, that's not flashing, is it, that red button? Oh, nah. Nah, okay, I just wanted to make sure. It's just because you've got such a dulcet tones, man. I feel like you should do a a, a meditation album as well. Yeah, man, I wouldn't mind doing an uh, album just, no, you just got the of listening people it. and, you know, just talking to them, making them feel good. That in itself, you know what that would become? I feel like that would become an internet fucking hit. It would be a viral hit as well. It could be like, you know, um, uh, self-growth with That's Gator. what I'm saying. And it would just be tracks. And in each of them, you go, Going right, against the average with business. Gator. And you go, all right, all right <laughs> business. Here's how to do business. But it would all be like in that very calm, you have a couple of blunts beforehand. You know, there we you know, go. You smoke 52 blunts beforehand. Oh, man. And then you we just play some. Sorry, you know what's amazing about that is his, his demeanor, he'll, he'll be like, real mellow, real chill, and like he'll be about to go on stage, like I've been with him when he's about to go on stage, high as fuck, and then all of a sudden, he'll just be so calm, and the second he gets on stage, it's like... Blows it's like, up, all the energy comes in. It's like... That was that. That's that's the that's the rep from Warner Music Group in the background. By the way, that's that's the voice you're hearing, Um, uh, David Epstein. But you're saying I get what you're saying. So you you find a way to hold into a little a little reserve of energy. Yeah, I like to save myself. You know, you got to give people a show. Tell me about the live show. Tell me what's 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 the what's the most important aspect of of the live show outside of obviously people are there because they love the music, Mm -hmm. but people do very different live shows. Some of them. A fucking boring. I saw I saw Wyclef. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what happened to Wyclef, man? I saw him in Vegas. I was out there doing shows for a for a week, you know, doing a couple of shows a night at a venue, and I got invited to some club, and he was the guest. Yeah, he and was he was hosting. He was doing a walkthrough. It was weird because he was singing songs. He did a couple of Fuji's tracks and yeah, things yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. But it was like. It's like he went, all right, so how much are you going to pay? All right, okay, well, that's all right. And do I want to hire anyone? Mm, no, nah, I just go on my own. And then he ended up like, he played a drum kit for a bit, and he's not a drummer. Yeah. It was very strange. Yeah. I feel like rap shows live can either be incredibly fucking lazy. They're either one or the other. They're either oh, yeah. incredibly lazy, and it's just like a guy run up and down, but then nothing else, no spectacle, no energy. Or it's the opposite end of the spectrum where these fucking 12 guys jumping around, hype men, big fucking jumbo screens, flames and stuff like that. Obviously, all of this is, you know, reliant on cash flow and blah, blah, blah. Right, 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 right. But uh, how do you you transfer energy to the stage for your audience? I just like to preserve myself and just always know that the fans want to have a great time, you know, and they really want to be entertained. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. They don't want to just come hear the music they want to feel it they want to see it like they want to show they yeah show. They, yeah that's so that's what makes it they want better a bit of gaga yeah they they, they want to see some theatrics man they want to see uh some pyro you know what i'm saying they want to see a production you know what i mean like fans really um are the fuel inside these machines you know for people to become successful so i feel like it's only right that you go all out and leave it all on the stage for the fans you know like don't miss a lyric you know what i'm saying like be on point you know what i'm saying like 
Just stuff like that, well, man. Posty, I mean, Post Malone was getting a bit flat. And I love Post Malone's music. Yeah. I think he's... Uh, there's another guy who I think is doing it differently. Yeah. And, you know, he the fans created his success. So right. whilst the rap industry at the beginning of his career were a bit like, oh, who is this kind of country white boy who got some shitty face tattoos and is now releasing music? Why should we respect or admire him? And it's like, right. well, because the music produces is really good. The He connected with his fans. Um, but how do you... How do you make sure the fans have a sort of a direct tap into you? Do you do you do you engage with them an awful lot on social media? Do you reply to comments? Do you I reply do to comments. Group? I reply to comments. Um, I actually talk to a lot of people on Instagram and all my socials that interact with me. You know, even if I like see a mention and then like somebody's bigging me up or saying something, yeah. and I oversee it, I'll even like double back and like respond. You know, like it's just all about just appreciating people that take the time out. To appreciate you, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I appreciate those that that fuck with me and everybody around me. So it's only right to show people love and respond. You know what I mean? And, and I want to be able to be at a point to where I'm not able to respond. Like I know some artists and celebrity mentions are going crazy. They don't have the time to respond to everybody. But yeah. right now, since I'm still at that level, like I'm going to engage. And even when I get to that level, I'm still going to try my hardest to engage because that's what makes you the people that support you. You know, one thing that I do. And I would really love to see more musicians and artists, you know, rap artists as well and uh-huh. hip hop artists too, is at the end of a show. Now, I'm obviously, in a, you know, it's, it's about rebuilding up. In England, I had much more, you know, mm-hmm. much more clout because of all the TV work there. Out here, you know, I'm still building that up. I've only been here a few years. But I always stand at the end of a show. I'll always stand and I'll say thanks to the audience for coming. So when they're leaving, you know, and, and that's the best way I've built fans. Yeah, Because engaging. those people, when I go like, hey, thanks very much for coming to that, they're like, oh, wow, man, how do I follow you? What's yep. your blah, blah, blah. And then that leads and into, hey, can I get a picture with you? Always, yeah, always. Bro. And then that gets uploaded and suddenly there's a lot of hype surrounding, wow, then when this guy does his yeah. shows. And I think at a certain level, people go, all right, now I'm big enough that I don't have to do any of that shit. Yeah, don't man. get me wrong. I understand the joy and the excitement of never having to look at a fucking social media app ever again. When you're yeah. that level... By all means, you should 100% never look at a social media app and let someone else do that job. Right, right, right. But, um, but like meeting fans afterwards, like doing meet and greets after shows and things like that, that's a great way to do it. Yeah, that, that's, that's a notorious way to gain fans. I didn't gain so many fans that way just by being with people actually after the show, smoking with them, talking with them, drinking with them. Yeah, like walking yeah. the line. Yeah, like I really engage with the people. You know what I'm saying? Like I really appreciate the love and support you know what i'm saying like it means a lot to me so i really like go out my way you know what i'm saying to to be that person that's like nice and unbelievable you know what i'm saying like yeah, some people yeah. don't believe it when you respond to them too like yeah. the kid in omaha nebraska he's in this house all day and you respond to him you probably just made his whole year so Fuck like, yeah. yeah i live for moments like that you know which is ironic because I've been messaging that kid for months and he never gets back to me. <laughs> Motherfucker's just leaving me hanging, which is quite embarrassing. Uh, Steve, why don't you respond to the messages, dude? <laughs> Check your, you know, other inbox, the requests. Yeah, man. Speaking of social media, everybody follow me too on my social media. Oh, I'm going to big up everything at the end. Don't worry. Yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna, yeah. We're going to run through it. We're going to find out what you're up to, what's coming up next and, uh, and all of that. Um, I do think there's, there's uh, quite a refreshing honesty that, you're, that you, you give off. Which is very lacking in the rap game. It's kind of, that's just uh, you know take that as you will. It's a, it's, a, it's a positive affirmation of the way that you're approaching it. But I don't think um, 
as much as you're media trained, you clearly know your the points to hit, the branding points to hit. You know you're careful enough to not say anything that you don't want to misrepresent yourself. Right, right, right. You also clearly have infinite more confidence in in who you are because you're able to show that vulnerability a little bit and even just in the conversation oh yeah that's what makes a man a man who knows who he is is the best man so i know who i am at the, at all times like i know what i stand for and i know what i don't stand for so that's why it's what easy don't you me. stand for let me find out about that let's 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 round it off a little gangster what 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 irks you the wrong way what can what can push your buttons if you're if you are going to lose your cool People just being fake, you know, just being fake with me or just not even just being their true selves. So, yeah, just being fake, man. Just I just like people to be themselves. I like being myself. I just want everybody to just be themselves. Have, That's you, ever call, have you ever called anyone out? He said, I got to This guy, unbelievable. You can edit this out. He said his music's serious. His music is not serious. It's fun. It's like. It crack, it'll crack you up. It's not like... Well, you mean more like the production value in it. You know, yeah. the, the music no, is made. No, he's talking about the content. Like, as far as the topics I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I'm talking about your topics are not serious. Yeah, but yeah. I, 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 get what, I get what he's saying, though. Compared to, comparing me to LD, yeah, yeah. mine will be a little bit more serious. <laughs> they're inter they're interviewing each other now. What the fuck is going on? What's happening? It's falling apart. Dave. Um, I uh, no, I understand what you're saying, and there, the, you, there is still there's hey, still, there's still a light note to battle. Yeah, we're about we're finishing in two minutes. All right, oh, okay. let's wrap it there. Like, <laughs> first of all, thank you very much for coming and joining me. Hey, tell everyone uh, how they can find you. What's the uh, what's the social media um, handles? Oh, you can on, follow across me Instagram, Instagram G E D Gata G E D G A T A, and then on Twitter G A T A G E D. And now, if people want to check out live dates, they want to see where the new release is, what's the best website or the best location for all of that information? Instagram. Just hit me just on Instagram. Just hit me on Instagram. Yeah, just I love that. Follow me on Instagram. Fucking beautiful and easy. Yeah, Spotify too, man. Check out Ghetto Brilliance. I had an album on there that I dropped. It's on Apple Music. It's on Spotify. Go download that, man. And also, because I know that you're dying for a piss and I just want to keep you a little bit longer <laughs> to get that nervous little energy. You've got that Matt LeBlanc energy in the episode of Friends now. Um, where, um, What's coming up with the TV show is going to be dropping? Do we know when? Do we have a rough release date? Next year, sometime next year. Beginning of next year, maybe. Yeah, I'm yeah. not exactly sure, but it's coming out though next year. Okay, and then in terms of mu musical releases yourself, obviously people can check out what's already up on Spotify, on YouTube, there's videos on there. Um, when can we expect the new round of music? This summer. Well? This summer? Yeah, this summer. Oh, fucking soon. I'm finishing up my project right now. It's untitled, but I've been recording a lot and working on new concepts. But this summer, it's been about uh, two to three years since I put out a project. So it's time to give them you It's know, time something. to give the people what they want. What's that? What? You want the last word? Come, just get in here. Come, come in for one second so people yeah. can see what you're fucking... My manager out here going hard for the Go boy. On. What's up, everybody? He, got, he has two songs, Shop With Me and My Girl, on Spotify. Yeah. Go Down stream that. Go stream it, download it, press <laughs> it, and support this man. Hey, okay, thank you very much, brother. Hey, thank you. You man. are real, and I like that, and Appreciate I hope you, you have man. incredible success, man. Thanks uh. for joining us. Ooh.